Live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Hey, everybody, welcome in on a uh, Thursday. It's going to rain, just so you know. We've got a great show lined up for you today. Uh, Chris Dobertine at about 1225. That's SB Nation Bracketologist. Uh, We will jump all into the uh, tournament because the madness again begins tonight. Ken Silverstein on the Big Ten coming up at 1 o'clock. This will be fun because it always is a great segment with Chris Andrews, uh, bookmaker from the South Point Casino in Lost Wages going to be fun. He's on it, too. And then Sean Tomlinson, NFL Bleacher Report, uh, coming up roughly at about 225. How are you, kid? You all right? Yeah, can't complain. How Man, are you doing? I'm doing great. Look, I, I watched the whole game last night, and you know me. I don't really do that a lot. That, the game. Let the people game. know what you're talking about. Yes, the uh, the championship, the World Baseball Championship, Puerto oh, okay. Rico and the United States. I I just thought I thought it was fabulous. I mean, look, I know the USA won. They had over fifty one thousand people show up. Mm-hmm. At least it wasn't raining. That was that was good, and it was nuts. I love the celebrations in the stands, and by the players afterwards after they won, you could tell Trent that it really meant something to those players to win that tournament. Oh yeah, yeah it I really mean, did. We'll get into that, certainly, but Jimmy B., I don't want to yeah. start with baseball. I know you don't. I, we got to start over on Forest Avenue with Drake last <sighs> night. Are we going to, uh, I have to, before we start, I have to tell you a quick funny story which relates to that. Okay. So after the madness broke about how Drake had blown this thing so terribly, and we'll get into all of that. So I'm on Twitter like everybody else is, and <laughs> I... I get a tweet, and I was talking about how uh, any pub is uh, is good pub for Drake, for the most part, because they don't get any pub at all. And I think it was Randy Peterson who tweeted me back when I just used the words pub, and he tweets me back and he says, Peggy's Pub? <laughs> <laughs> it's on Forest Avenue. I got a kick out of that. So that was good stuff. All right, let's break it all down. You were where when the madness started to hit? Uh, I was having uh, dinner with some friends last night. Went over to their place. And uh, as we're uh, getting ready to leave, I just take a quick scroll through uh, Twitter. And I see what in God's name is happening here. (laughs) So for people that uh, don't know the story of what went down, let's recap a little bit. Uh, Last night, there were multiple confirmations, including Greg Sharp from over in Omaha. Of course, Craig Smith, the South Dakota coach, was an assistant Mm -hmm. at Nebraska. I'm sure they're probably friendly, something like that. So the story leaks and breaks that Craig Smith is the new basketball coach at Drake. Yeah. A couple of different places out there. It's happening. Leaks happen. You know how that works, Jimmy B. You worked worked in the news side of things for a long long time. time. Yep. You know how that works. And then about... 45 minutes, an hour later, mm-hmm. Craig Smith tweets out a picture. <laughs> tweets out a picture of his South Dakota Coyote team holding their Summit League championship, holding the trophy from that, yeah. all huddled around. Well, I guess that's a strong indication that he is not the Drake basketball coach. <laughs> now, I want to start and get your thoughts okay. on this. Just uh, all right. this story coming out, getting out. Yes, a story like this. We're not talking about a news story, arrest, or something like that. This right. is a coaching hire. This is correct. Things are agreed upon 
to get to the point where something like this can be released. Who does this look bad for, in your estimation? I mean, a lot of people right away point to, oh, look, more buffoonery from over in Forest Avenue. Yes. Drake can't crap and get out of their own way. Here we go again. Yeah, exactly. Is it that simple? Is it just as simple as Drake shouldn't have let the news get out? That's your first point. Or is it Craig Smith letting the news get out? I think probably what it is is a combination of both. And Craig Smith should have probably kept his yap shut until he was done with all the negotiations. And leaking out from Drake is another bad situation as well. Look, you and I have been in the business long enough. This is not the first time this has happened. No, no, not not at all. And and it won't be the last. Yeah, coaches having a change of heart. All all the time. Happens all the time. All the time. From the highest level. Yes. Bill Belichick. Yes. On his his way to the Jets, right? Yeah, yeah. Is that what that was? Yeah. Uh, Maybe not. Maybe not. not. And then Dana Altman, we had that conversation. He was at the press conference. He was. He was there. He was at the press conference, and he looked at him like, who are are these goobers. Yeah, I'm out of here. I mean, Omaha might be flyover country, but it is not this place. Yeah. This is odd. Yeah. And you can just see it during that press conference. Change of hearts happen All the a time. lot. All the time. With co- coaches. So yes. it's not that. But, uh, you know, the other part is, let's put on our detective hats here. All right. And what happened? Sound like he went to meet with the players, his former team, and yep. basically tell them. Yeah, I'm out. During this time, is there contact with the athletic director and his agent? Is there talk happening there? Hey, we're really close to this deal. Yeah. If you can come up and, I don't even know, let's say he makes $100,000 a year in South Dakota. Right. Hey, if you can double the compensation, he's getting offered 300000 but he'll stay here for 200000 just to make the numbers even. Even, okay. Just for, just for okay. argument's sake. Okay, fair enough. If you can come up with that, I mean, was it as simple as that? And as it was happening, you know, you got in the back channels, the athletic director talking with the agent. Could it be as simple as that, you think? And he kind of gets a text. Hey, we got the deal done here. I have a feeling that Hatfield Club got played on this deal a little bit. That maybe he did indeed use it as leverage to mm-hmm. get more money. Mm-hmm. I think any coach who was thinking of taking the Drake drop job, let's be honest, it's not a great job. No. It's a head coaching job mm-hmm. in the Valley. It's a good league. Good league. Not a great job. No, not at all. So I think that he used it as leverage. I don't know, to be honest with you, Trent, if he started out using it as leverage or if he was genuinely interested in Mm -hmm. the gig. Okay, we don't know that. We're not that on that inside to be there for the conversations. But I think as the negotiations went on and he saw what Drake was willing to offer, Mm Mm-hmm. I think then when he talked to his agent, agent said, what if we can get this here? Were you just going to stay? And he probably said, well, yeah. Yeah. And that's what happened. Right. That's what happened. So my guess is, is the call went out. AD gets the call. Makes a couple calls to rich donors. Mm-hmm. No, we don't want him to leave. Here, I'll throw that in his account right now for you. Yeah. That's the way it went down. I mean, it's not that simplistic, right. but that's pretty much... But kind of breaking it down yes, that way. No, you got I, it. I, I get what you're saying there yeah. and, and seeing that avenue. You also wonder how much of it was he was dead set on going to Drake. Yeah. And that conversation with his team, if mm-hmm. something changed inside that yeah, room. I agree. You know, talking to those guys and talking about what they have coming back and right. what they can still accomplish. 
know if that just maybe started the the wheels in motion for him a little bit more. Regardless, it doesn't make Drake look good by any means. No, it does not. It does not make Drake no. look good. And you know, to hire a search firm for this, this is what you come up with, and then you get egg left on your face. Can you it, ma- can you imagine it's a bad doing that? It is. I you hired a search firm, a, a, a search firm, and then it blows up on you. Mm-hmm. That's not supposed to happen. Well, the search really firm not. basically what a search firm does for uh, people that aren't don't know, and you hear the term and. Wonder well, what's the athletic director doing if that's not the case? Really, what the search firm yeah. will do is they do a lot of the background checks. Mm-hmm. You know, they will go through and they will, you know, make sure every T right. is crossed, yep. I is dotted. They'll they'll do that. Check their background. Go no through scandalous that. material. Right. Yeah. They also will uh, go through. They can come up with a list of candidates. They also have a lot of connections to agents. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's kind of the murky water of college coaching. Now is. You will have these these departments that are put together, and they're in very close cahoots with agents. Absolutely, you know these search firms are yes. in close connection there. So that's why a lot of times you'll see a lot of the same names that continue to crop up because yep. of the close relationship with a search firm and with with an agent or agency that is out there. And you continue to see the same names. You'll see uh, well, all of a sudden a guy gets a new contract because that name was out there. Mm-hmm. Those kind of things happen as well. I uh, I don't hate the search firm. I understand the process of it as it pertains to the background part of it. That, if I was an athletic director, though, that'd be all I'd be asking for. I, I don't need your list of names. Right. I don't need you to give me a list of coaches. I'll come to you with a list. Yes. I will come to you with, with my list. With you, my list. You then do the background on them. Right. That's what I'd be asking a search firm. There for. you go. Unfortunately, that's not always the case. A lot of times, it is. Hey, here's a list. Yeah, here's a list. Yeah. Uh, they all check out. Hire one of these guys. Yeah, and uh, that seems a little murky it, to me. What does it show you then about the due diligence that the AD at Illinois did when he went after Brad Underwood? Very quick. Um, Kept it under wrap. Yep. Nobody knew. Did it on his own. On his own. It happened just a day after Oklahoma State got beat by Michigan right. too. So you figure there was. Uh, you know, another thing, I was listening to Gary Parrish from CBS sure. uh, talk about this the other day. thought it was interesting where a lot of times you'll be, as an athletic director, talking to agents. Mm-hmm. Not even talking about the agent for a coach you might be looking at, but it might come up in the conversation, you know, we're willing to pay 2 to $3 million. You know, do you know any other you know, people just, you know, doing that back channel yeah, work? Yeah, And the agent might say, well, you know what? My guy might be interested yeah, in that. Yeah. I mean, that that's the kind of thing that can happen, and maybe that was the conversation. He mm-hmm. might have been talking to Underwood's agent. Could have been. You know, getting some different names and saying, well, heck, my guy's only getting a million. Yeah. You're willing to do that? Bring him in for an interview. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it could it could have been yeah. as simple as that. Yeah. But once again, it just makes Drake look just awful. So where do you turn now? I mean, Jeff Rudder's still in contention. Still there. You got DeVries over yeah. at Creighton. Knows the Valley incredibly well, an Iowa guy. But he doesn't seem to be like a guy, Trent, that is getting much, I guess, pub or even getting an interview for this deal. Is it? I I think the reason for that is because he doesn't have head coaching experience. And it feels like after what they've done with the last two hires, starting with Phelps, who didn't have a head coaching resume. Correct. And going with Giacoletti, though he had been the head man a couple of times. Mm -hmm. He also... As of late, have been an assistant, you know, those kind of things at Gonzaga. I believe that what they're looking for is somebody that, in the current state, they want to get a coach that's a head coach right now. Mm-hmm. I think that's almost a prerequisite for what Sandy Hatfield Club wants over there. 
because the last two times I've been burned by assistants. Correct. Got to go the other way. You know, it's the old adage we see happen in the NFL. You go from hard-ass, mean, yeah. demeaning yeah. guy to a player's coach. Yeah. And then that doesn't work after a few. And you go back, and you go back the other way. <laughs> yeah. and, and it's the same thing here. Yeah. You don't want an assistant coach, even if it's an assistant coach that makes a ton of sense, like DeVries does. Co- correct. He yep. makes a ton of sense. Yes, he does. For what you want to do over there, but uh-huh. he's an assistant coach. Maybe that's just the cross-off for Drake saying, yeah, it makes sense, Let me. we're not going to do that. Let me drop this on you, okay? Because you know who's caught in this entangled web is Jeff Rudder. Mm -hmm. And he's sitting there, and there's nothing that he can do. He's out recruiting. That's all he can do. Yeah. He's he's still the interim head coach. and, And he's trying to convince kids to come to Drake. And he doesn't even know if he's if he's even going to be there. Yeah. If a new coach comes in, you're going to tell the new coach, look, Rudder's got to be on your staff. And if that's the case, does Rudder, Rudder want to be on the staff if right. he's not the head guy? Absolutely, yeah. I you mean, know, I, come on. That's another component that you look this at is, and, and wonder. You're so, just letting them swing in the breeze. Yep. And that's just god-awful. That's well, a, that, it's, it's, is it? Yes. Uh, yes. It happens all the time, though. I, mean, I know, it's, but that, but it's, it's, it's not just here. It's at other places as well. When they do that, they just let coaches swing in the breeze. Give him a definitive. You're either in or you're not in, so we'll help you find another job. But that's not the reality. I know that. I like to live in reality, so Jim. In, I know you don't, but... Here's the, here's the thing. Maybe I'm more of a person who is more honest because club is not being honest here with this deal and it came back to bite her in the ass and now she looks even worse than she has been if if she could even possible to do that mm-hmm. and 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 rudder who you and i both like both Thought that he did a decent job, and I say decent, decent job in a very, very difficult situation. Didn't they lose 10 in a row down the stretch? They did. They lost their last 10 see, games that's, of the year. See, now that's really problematic mm-hmm. right there. And I know that people say, well, look what he did. They went out and they won, what, five, six games? They did. Un- yep. under, under Jeff Rutter, and then went right in the tank. So the spark that was there, it wilted away. And they couldn't get it back. They couldn't even salvage one or two games down the stretch. And, and so I'm torn between we know Rudder, we, we, we think that he could probably do a decent job there, but look what happened down the stretch. That's, that's what leaves the bad taste in your mouth. These other guys, is, is, is it Medved? Nico Medved, yeah. He's the guy that seems to be the next uh, the next guy on the list. We just drew a red pencil line through one guy. Right. Craig Smith is done. He's done. Red pencil. Pencil him out. Who's next on the list? Nico Medved, who played at the University of Minnesota. Yep. Midwest guy. Knows, knows the terrain. Assistant at Colorado State. Mm-hmm. Uh, very successful there as an assistant. Now is at Furman and uh, has done a good job. They won nine games this first year. They're still in the CIT, in fact, right now, as they're uh, 22-11 and 11 at this point and finishing a tie for first in the Southern Conference. So he's done a good job there. But these are the candidates you're going to get. There yeah. are, you're not going to get you know people banging down this door. And, and you couple that with the news from that's been out there, that's been talked about, and uh, even further exemplified today about Wichita State. Yes, about possibly leaving. What's a better job? South Dakota, 
or Drake. It, it, it would have seemed silly two years ago. I agree. But now the Summit League and the MVC without Wichita, pretty equal. And, and if you haven't heard, Wichita State is uh, looking at venturing into the uh, uh, ACC. The American. The American, uh, the American yes. yes. The, the American. The they American call Athletic Crown. Yeah. It's not the AAC. A- the, the AAC. Thank there you. you. Thank you. Yes. No, not the ACC. It, no. They're not looking at no, Wichita. They are. No, the AAC. The American yep. is, yeah. and if, if that happens, I mean, it just continues to deteriorate the yes. Missouri Valley Conference as, you know, that mid-major brand that it once was, you know, getting four bids into the NCAA tournament, multiple bids for, I think it was something like 12 out of 13 years, they had two teams or more mm-hmm. in the tournament, and we've seen... Over the last five, six years, that has not been the case. We've had a couple of years with two, and that's the high water mark, and that's all that you've been able to get the NBC. And you take away Wichita, well, now you're the Summit League. Now you're, you know, now yeah. you're you're on the same station as we talked about the MAC, yeah. who hasn't had a multiple bid uh, for their conference in almost twenty years. Right, now. right. That's the level that you go down to. So you know, it's a case that you look at South Dakota, probably a better job than Drake. That's amazing. It is. It I mean, really is. I mean, those words just came out of your mouth, yeah. and it just, like, bounced around in my cranium going, what? Yeah. But you're right. That's where we are. Wow. That's where Drake is. Wow. Let's take a quick look. In case you missed it from last night, a couple of highlights. Jimmy B., yeah. you wanted to talk about the World Baseball Classic. Here it is, presented by Wolf Construction Roofing in West Des Moines. Give B.J. Bengard a call today to fix up that leaky roof or a complete re-roof. It is Wolf Construction Roofing. Ian Kitzler gets the American team going in the World Baseball Classic. Kinsler with a swing and a drive. Well hit to center field. Hernandez is back. So Ian Kitzler yesterday was running his mouth. He was. And then he comes out and he does this. That's just too bad that he ran his mouth like that. If if you if you didn't see it, he talked about how didn't like the Puerto Rican team celebrations, mm-hmm. and there's no reason to even go into that. Just play the damn game and win. Now you've made your statement. Enjoy the game. Yes, I, this old yes, stodginess old of baseball drives me crazy. I agree, pal. Ian Kinsler, though, hey, he backed it up. He did. He backed it up last night with the big homer there. Let's listen to how it finished up as the U.S. for the first time ever wins the World Baseball Classic. 51,000 plus on their feet. Pitch from Robertson's grounded to third base. Arenado's got it. And the U.S. has a WBC title. The Americans had never even gotten to the final game before. That's pretty good. It was. That was pretty good. And, and you know what? You watch them celebrate, and I, I stayed up to watch. You know me. Mm-hmm. And... They ran around the field carrying an American flag. The place went nuts. Uh, these guys, these guys came to play. They wanted it. They felt, they felt it in their heart that they were doing the right thing. I'm hoping Trent now that with what we saw in this World Baseball Classic, what it's every four years, right? Right. That maybe some of the really big name players, mm-hmm. you know, more of them, more of them will commit to playing in this. 
I'd love to see Bryce Harper in it. Oh, it'd be awesome. I'd love to see Mike Trout in it. Yes, yes. You know? And I, maybe this is what starts maybe, the catapult. Maybe it, it, maybe it, it feels is. like it gained more traction this yes, year. Uh-huh. It felt like it was a, a bigger event. Yeah. Maybe this is the one that'll catapult, and these guys will will be thinking about that in another four years. We can only hope. One more highlight, I'm Jimmy ready. B. Go for it. As I was watching Cal Bakersfield last night. <laughs> God, they're so good. They, they are. Three straight road victories. <laughs> yeah. They're really good, but I couldn't find any highlights. Oh, really? Couldn't Uh-oh. find any highlights. But I did find highlights of Illinois on the road at Central Florida. The Golden Knights with my boy, Taco Ta- Fall. Taco Fall. And the turnoff blocked by Taco. Oh, he just went up and easily tapped that down. There you go. There's, there's the that's highlight. A, that's the highlight. Taco- <laughs> that, that's as much as we give the NIT without a local team involved. Taco Fall is, what, 7-6? Yeah, something like 7-4, yeah. I think. 7-4, so, yeah. yeah. He gets up and down the court reasonably well. Yeah. Needs to put on weight. Sure. But... Other than that, yeah, he's got some game. Look, Central Florida didn't. I did an Arena League football game when I was calling the Barnstormer games. In Orlando? In Orlando yep. at that arena. It's a really nice arena. The new one? The the one here on campus. The, no, no, the, no. The one on campus at UCF. Yeah, that's a new yeah. new building. Yeah. They played football in there? They played arena football in really? there. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. They Never put the knew. field in. Yeah. That's where I did the game from. Unbelievable. I know. I almost went downtown to the wrong arena. I didn't even realize that they had had moved out there. Michael Jordan's son played there. Yeah, it's a beautiful campus. Kirk Sparrow was the coach there. He was. A lot of local connections. Yeah, yeah. There's your NIT hit. That's it. That's that's our NIT minute. (laughs) That was, in case you missed it, presented by Wolf Construction Roofing. Coming up next, we won't talk NIT. We're going to talk NCAA Tournament Sweet 16. Chris Dobertine from SB Nation, he joins us next here as we continue on live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios. It's Jimmy B and TC. The big games play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports. 1700 KBGG. The weather's warming up and it's time to think about your spring projects. Wolf Construction Roofing can take any roofing job, large and small. Flat roof, sloped or pitched. The guys at Wolf Construction will do a wonderful job for you. Most single-family home projects are completed in one day, and your property is left in better condition than they found it. Wolf Construction will do their best to honor you with timely communication, a job well done, and a price that's fair. It's Wolf Construction Roofing. Call BJ Bengard today, 515-225-8866, or check them out online, wolfconstruction.net. Sometimes diabetes can feel more like don't diabetes. Don't do this, don't forget that. But with a little help from Walgreens, diabetes won't slow you down. Stop by for expert pharmacy care in-store or online via pharmacy chat. Pick up the medications you rely on and get savings on testing supplies from all major brands like OneTouch and Walgreens TrueMetrics. Walgreens has just what you need to do more with diabetes. Walgreens, at the corner of happy and healthy. It feels great to be invited, and we want you to feel that way the moment you walk in the door at Billion Buick GMC. Whether you're shopping for a new Buick, GMC, or a certified pre-owned, you deserve nothing less. Our knowledgeable, friendly staff is dedicated to helping you make a great decision on your next vehicle and to give you the VIP experience. We are professional great and always have a large, competitively priced inventory here for your convenience. You're invited to Billion Buick GMC in Clyde or BillionAuto.com slash GMC. This is Charles Osgood. Tax compliance can be a real pain for businesses. That's why I'd like to tell you about Avalara's powerful tax automation technology. 
Avalara simplifies sales tax and other business taxes with real-time tax rate calculations and automatic return filing. Avalara's software already integrates with your accounting, e-commerce, and point-of-sale systems, so it couldn't be easier. Find out how the good people at Avalara can help you at avalara.com. That's A-V-A-L-A-R-A dot com. Spring cleaning should start in your laundry room because during Spring Black Friday at the Home Depot, you can save up to 35% on appliances like the Samsung high-efficiency top-load washer and electric dryer, now just $5.28 each. Extra large capacity washing and steam drying save you time, and Spring Black Friday will save you over $540 when you buy the pair. Nobody beats our prices, guaranteed, only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. U.S. only while supplies last. Gas dryer extra. See store for details valid through April 12th. Hey, it's Jimmy B. And TC for Draft House 50 on Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big screen TVs for great viewing of any game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. Hey, the Draft House 50 can get it, even cricket? Draft House 50 has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steak, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House 50, a place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. Back to the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. It's Jimmy B and TC. Hi, everybody. Second segment here in the first hour. Welcome back. We roll all the way till 3 o'clock today. It's always great when we have a chance to catch up with Chris Dobertine, bracketologist, SB Nation. We'll see if his brackets have uh, just blown away like most people's has. <laughs> uh, he comes to us, of course, on the Draft House 50 hotline, Mill Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Hello, Chris. Hey, guys. All right. Where are you in all of this uh, monstrous mess? Well, well, things are going really well on Thursday and Friday. I ended up getting through Thursday and Friday with, with a 28-4 and record, which was just incredible. Yeah. And then, of course, Saturday and Sunday came around, and I ended up going 8-8. Eight and eight. Um, My East, like everybody else's, my East region has blown to smithereens yep. at this point. Yep. So, so it's really just kind of the Midwest, the South, and the West that are keeping me afloat. But I got, you know, three Final Four teams still, both national finalists. But we'll see how, how well that holds up after the next couple of days. Doing certainly much better than me. <laughs> I had Duke and Louisville playing in the championship. Ooh, <laughs> Two yeah. seeds go down. He's toast. He's toast. In trouble there. But uh, let's run through the brackets here, as you can find all of Chris works at bloggingthebracket.com. Uh, if you're looking to peek towards next season, he also has all the preseason tournaments up there that have been announced. It's bloggingthebracket.com, part of SB Nation. Let's start out east. Uh, saw something from Darren Ravel yesterday. Uh, I was in Wisconsin over the weekend, and... Uh, and talking to the Badger fans up there and talk about how many people were going to make their way to New York City. Mm -hmm. They were there earlier this year, and it looks like even with no Villanova, no Duke, what many people thought were going to take up all those tickets, that the Badger fans are making their way in. It's actually an expensive ticket to get into MSG. 
Yeah, it's a little surprising because everybody was kind of saying that it was going to be really cheap on StubHub and all secondary markets after that happened. But Wisconsin fans will travel certainly more than Florida fans, though, I can tell you that much. <laughs> because I'm, I'm looking forward, you know, to that game on late Friday night. And thinking back to how, you know, Florida had a nice home advantage, especially on Saturday with FSU getting dispatched in the first game. So all the FSU fans left, so it really felt like a home environment for the Gators. It's going to be very different on Friday night, I suspect, just because there are going to be so many Badger fans there. Mm-hmm. Look, this is, uh, it's going to be different with not, with not having Duke and Nova even, in yep. the, even there. Uh, how many South Carolina fans are going to be there? How like, many Baylors? How many I mean, Baylors? Like five it, each? Exactly. Exactly. That's the thing. I mean, these are not a whole bunch of fan bases known to travel, especially, you know, out of region. I think that, um, I think you'll probably will see some Gamecock fans there because Frank Martin has a lot of connections in that area. And they tend to travel and play a game or two either in Brooklyn or in MSG every year. So I think that they probably be the closest thing to, to a second home team to the Badgers this weekend. Well, let's like look at that matchup. You know, obviously, Florida very well being a Gator guy yourself. And you know the Badgers from just up north of you. Yeah. Wisconsin, uh, what was it? Was it the Koenig injury? Was it just a senior class that you know hit that wall and said, you know, all that really matters is what we do in the NCAA tournament as you look at this team, what's turned it around going back to the Big Ten tournament and then the opening two rounds of the NCAA tournament for the Badgers? Yeah, I think, I think that's really it. You talk about the seniors, and the seniors really just kind of taking hold of everybody and, and just saying, we're a lot better than this. We're, you know, we're fully healthy at this point. We can go make a run. And they got a really nice matchup against Villanova in you know, the second game over the weekend in Buffalo because you know Villanova didn't have that big interior presence they had last season. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one advantage they're going to have against Florida on Friday is that Florida, especially with Igbunu out, doesn't have the front court that it had before. So I think that's one worry that Florida is going to have is how are they going to stop those Wisconsin big guys from really just kind of taking control of the game. Um, let's stay just in that bracket just for one more question, the, the Baylor-South Carolina game. Look, nobody thought South Carolina was going to be there. How, what has Frank Martin done? Didn't they end the season like losing seven games or five games in a row, something like that, South Carolina? How did he get it turned around? I think the big thing was the matchup, and I think the geographic proximity also helped as well because, you know, Duke playing anywhere in North North or South Carolina with North Carolina fans there as well, and you add in the fact that South Carolina was playing, you know, 100 miles or so from campus, that was a very hostile environment for Duke, and Duke, also was a bit of a softer team. They didn't have the senior leadership, you know, the leadership period that you would have expected, you know, a team with such high hopes going into the season would have had. And South Carolina was really able to kind of take advantage of that matchup. But the thing to me, I just can't believe they scored that many points in the second half. This is a team that, you know, struggled to score, you know, more than 65 points on a whole lot of its matchups, you know, throughout the season and, and just struggled on offense, you know, in general. I mean, they scored 86 points in a four-overtime loss, for crying out loud. And they go, you know, and you think of all the points they scored in the second half of that game. You know, they scored 65 points in the last 20 minutes. And I don't know if they can really replicate that against against Baylor, which is going to be a team that's going to be a lot more physical than Duke ever was. From there in the East, let's jump over to the Midwest starting up tonight. Let's go with Game 1, Oregon and Michigan. Uh, the Wolverines have been shooting the ball incredibly well. And uh, it's just, they've been knocking down every mm-hmm. open jumper. I think I saw in the tournament... There's something like 26 of 31 or something on open threes. I mean, yeah, you're supposed to hit your open threes. Not at that level. Can they sustain it against Oregon even without Boucher? 
I, I think it's very, very possible because I think this is one of the more even matchups that we have in this in this third round where I think both Michigan and Oregon are, are very good offensive teams that, you know, Oregon's defense is a little bit better, but I think that the way Michigan has been playing lately, I think that's going to be even pretty even as well. Um, so, yeah, I really think that what what's going to happen is, is whichever team shoots better from outside, because you know that Oregon with, with Dylan Brooks, uh, you know, and Tyler Dorsey, they definitely have guys who can make those shots as well. And I think that whichever one of them makes the most is going to end up winning the game. It's going to be as simple as that. Uh, take me to the other matchup tonight uh, in Kansas City. It is Kansas and Purdue. Are we just writing Purdue off here? I mean, I give them a 50-50 shot to beat Kansas tonight. Am I all I, wet? I really do, too, because I think that they have the big guys that can give Kansas a ton of trouble. And I think that, you know, Kansas was at the point where they were really getting focused on maybe playing Iowa State again in this game. And, you know, Purdue ended up holding them off, you know, in that second-round game on Sunday night. So I think that, you know, it's going to be a great showcase. you got two of the likely, you know, National Player of the Year candidates and Frank Mason and Caleb Swanigan going, you know, being on the court at the same time. Granted, they won't be guarding each other because of the size difference. But, yeah, I think that this is a game where, where Purdue can really give Kansas a, a, a challenge and if they came out flat like they did the last game they played in Kansas City against TCU, they're going to be in trouble. But I think their home crowd this time is really going to give the Jayhawks a nice little boost. Yeah, they got the advantage certainly in that one. From the Purdue perspective, you know, what's the best case scenario here? Is it slowing the game down, playing methodical, and having those big guys be effective? I mean, it seems like the simplest path here. They certainly can't get in a track meet with KU, though, can they? No, they can't. They got to slow it down. They got to spread the floor. And you got two guys. You have Caleb Swanning. You have Vincent Edwards, who are bigger guys who can actually, you know, spread out and shoot a good three and really just kind of, you know, confuse Kansas a little bit. So I think that's really what you're going to want to do is slow it down, be methodical, get good shots off. Let's go out west next as mm-hmm. uh, those games will also be going on tonight. Gonzaga, West Virginia, and Xavier, Arizona, the two matchups there. Let's start with the top seeded Zags. So this is a way that I looked at it when we were talking about this game yesterday a bit, Chris. It's one thing to play West Virginia. We saw the struggles in the first half in round two for Notre Dame against that pressure. But with four or five days to prepare like Gonzaga has, plus with Nigel Williams-Goss, you got to feel like at the very least they're going to be more prepared than you normally would be for this press of West Virginia. Yes, and Mark Few knows how to coach against it, too, because they played not too long ago a home-and-home series in 2012, 2013, 2013, 2014. Gonzaga won both those games, and it was a similar situation, both early season games. The, you know, the 2012 game was the opening game of the season for both, actually. So it's a similar situation where Mark Few had a lot of time to prepare and get his guys ready, and I think that that's going to be, you know, in play again tonight. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. He's got if if it would have been like the next day game, I think it yep. might might be different. But I agree with you, Mark. Few having a chance now to get his guys ready. Uh, Arizona Xavier is it just too much Wildcats? Uh, I think it is. The only thing that I would be worried about if I were Arizona is the fact that you start start the last two games really slow, and if Xavier gets off to the start they did against Florida State, you know you might dig yourself too much of a hole. Trayvon Blue, it's been ridiculously yeah. good, and and that's yeah. it feels like another one. The I guess the only pause that I have a feeling real confident with Arizona winning this game is if Blue goes off. They can't sustain yeah. the level that they played at though, and and the fashion that they beat Florida State was that maybe one of the bigger surprises that flew under. Not that they pulled the upset against Florida State, but the fashion that they did it against the Seminoles. Yeah, I expected Florida State to really just 
do a lot more. You know, they, they had so many guys that were capable of scoring. I just figured that they would at least keep it a little bit closer, and if, if things had gotten a little out of hand quickly like they did, they'd be able to at least get some of that, you know, some of that margin back pretty quickly. But, but Xavier was just too efficient. Finishing up as we uh, go through the brackets here with Chris Dobertine on the Draft House 50 hotline. We finish in the South, UCLA, Kentucky, the biggest matchup of all. We'll save the best for last. Yeah, let's do that. Let's start Carolina <laughs> Butler. After that close call against the Razorbacks in the round of 32, I mean, dominated the first half. You look, oh, they're only a five. That's, that's kind of <laughs> weird. Arizona comes flying back and then gets shut down as, as a 12 nothing run for South uh, North Carolina to win that one. It feels like a lot of times we'll see one of these elite-level teams get a scare at some point and come out and play very well afterwards. Is that what you're seeing, or do you think this is a good batch, uh, matchup for Butler? Uh, I think that, you know, even though Butler has the experience of knocking off Villanova twice, I think that it's a very different, you know, animal taken on North Carolina because North Carolina just has a lot more size than, than Villanova does. So I think that that's really a bit of a problem for the Bulldogs. I think North Carolina is going to come in very motivated after that game against you know, Arkansas on Sunday night, I think they're going to have the size and, and the skill to really just you know, take Butler completely out of it. Mm-hmm. And Gordon Hayward's not walking through that door for no. Butler. Neither is Brad no. Stevens. No, you're right, Brad Stevens, <laughs> either. Okay, this is the dynamite game that Trent and I can't wait for. It's the rematch, UCLA-Kentucky. UCLA beat them in Lexington during the mm-hmm. course of the regular season in an unbelievable basketball game. Is it part duh, or do we get something totally different? I think that it's probably going to be a similar type of game because I think that, you know, UCLA at this point, I think their defense has really gotten to the point now where they can shut Kentucky down, and, and Kentucky really struggled, I mean, you know, against Wichita State on Sunday. And I, and I think that if, you know, Malik Monk isn't ready to go offensively, you know, that's going to be a big problem. But on the flip side, if Malik Monk decides to go off, I think that could be a real problem for the Bruins. What about T.J. Leaf? You know, working his way back from injury, had a great game against uh, uh, later on in the season after he came back from that injury, was I think the first game back uh, against USC. Played well in the opening round. Leaf, though, I mean, 90%, is he completely healthy? Your thoughts on him? Yeah, I think that between him and Thomas Welsh, I think you've got two guys, and when Leaf is in particular healthy, who can really just kind of change things around for UCLA because of what they're able to do on offense. And, you know, Leaf had a you know pretty decent, you know, output against Cincinnati. He got 11 points, you know, 5 and 9, you know, from the field, or 5 and 10 from the field, 5 and 9 from 2, you know, in 26 minutes. You know, get him extended a little bit more. He got, you know, he had 7 rebounds. You know, get him, you know, a little more involved, maybe get him to play 30 minutes. I think that, you know, that's going to really help the Bruins out against the Wildcats. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with you. Okay, so with your uh, esteemed knowledge, who, <laughs> who who advances here? And just Kentucky, uh, UCLA. Yeah. I think UCLA. I think UCLA is going to get it get it done. All right, North Carolina, Butler. I'm going to go with North Carolina. Oregon, Michigan. I'm going to say that Michigan keeps it going. Purdue, Kansas. Uh, I think Kansas will just have that little bit extra to win it at the end. Wisconsin, Florida. Uh, I'm going to go with Wisconsin, sadly. Uh, <laughs> Baylor, South Carolina. Baylor. Gonzaga. For them. Okay, Gonzaga, West Virginia. Gonzaga. And finally, Xavier, Arizona. Arizona. Wow. 
Wow. A lot of favorites in there, Chris. I was saying, he's going chalk. Going chalky. You yeah. and Brinson hang out in the same circles, <laughs> I think. <laughs> hey, look. Yeah, my bracket this year was unbelievably chalky, so, uh, but it's only really cost me in the East. So yeah, well, I that, think it, do. it cost everybody in the East. There's, yeah. there's yep. no question ab- about that. I mean, I don't think anybody saw uh, Nova going down. Well, some people thought Wisconsin could beat them and, and did take them, but nobody saw South Carolina taking out Duke. No, no, no. Nowhere. And, and you know, the reason that that game was played in Greenville, South Carolina, was that yep. stupid-ass uh, bill that they have in North Carolina that has cost the state now, what, almost a billion dollars in revenue. And they and that's the thing. Next season there's supposed to be games, I think, in Charlotte. So it's possible we could have a similar situation with a swapped-out east site next year. Yes, yep. You know, and you don't see it. pro sports is going away from there, and the NCAA is going I, I have no idea how they can let that go. I mean, to me, that's just unfathomable. It really is. Yeah. It really is. Okay, um, I have one more question. In, okay. in your final four, you said you still have three left. Who, who are they? Well, I had North Carolina and the South against... Um, Kansas against Kansas in the Midwest. Okay, and I originally had Duke versus Arizona in the other half, the East versus West side. So okay. you know, Arizona's the only one left on on the left hand side of your bracket. Right. Okay. Hey, at least you're still in. Yeah, because yeah. I had Arizona and USC in the final. Okay, and who'd you have winning? Arizona. Arizona. Wow. Arizona cutting down the nets. Hey, Chris. Yeah. Uh, one quick peek to next year. I mentioned you have all the uh, announced preseason tournaments for next year you and i will be at the battle for atlantis uh it'll mm-hmm. be puerto rico return there for iowa state as that tournament goes back they had the scare uh back and had to move that tournament to florida last year and uh i was going to the cayman islands for a new tournament do you know anything uh, at all about this uh, television wise who's putting this on and sounds like it's going to be played in a high school gym not a great field it'd be iowa and cincinnati certainly the two favorites uh, going into it, but do you know anything more about this Cayman Islands tournament? It's being run by the people who do all the global sports events. When okay. Ohio has done some events with them in the past, yep. Um, so they're running it. Um, I'm not sure about TV yet. It looks like based on the dates, I, I had originally expected the format to be kind of one of those split bracket um, events with the with the higher quality teams playing semifinals and a final. But looking at the way, the fact that there are three dates set up for it, I'm thinking that it might end up being in. An eighteen bracket, so you'll play three games there as opposed to two. I think that, but I'm not sure about that officially. That's just kind of what I'm guessing based on the dates. Interesting. Yeah, always fun, and uh, need to get to one of those sometime, Jimmy B. Yeah, you can make that happen. I'll make it happen for yeah, you. It's not happening. You're my boy. <laughs> yeah, I'll take care of it. Yeah, I've heard this one before. Chris, enjoy the games tonight. We'll be talking again soon. Thanks a lot, guys. See you, Chris. Take it easy, pal. Good luck to you. you. Good luck to you, pal. Uh, Chris Dobertine, uh, it's always fun. SB Nation, bracketologist. It's, hey, look, at least everybody's honest how the East just blew up in everybody's face. We we talked about Wisconsin, you know, what they would have to do to get by Villanova, but uh, the Duke loss. Yeah, that's the shocking one. And the fashion. Yeah. South Carolina scored 23 points in the first half. (laughs) Half. They score 65. That just doesn't happen. 65 points from a team. I, <laughs> that's not very no, good offensively. No, they're not. 
you know, Thornwell, he he's can fill a good it up, player. Yeah, but still, sixty-five. Yes, hold them to forty. Duke. <laughs> I mean, that that is a book that I certainly would read this season of Duke yeah. basketball. Yeah. Preseason number one, McDonald's All Americans, one and done. Mm-hmm. Veterans, Grayson mm-hmm. Allen, Coach K in the back again. There are so many layers, but in the end, it's. Couldn't get stops. Yeah, give up sixty five. I, I look. I, I don't care if they're playing this in Frank Martin's bathroom. You can't give up sixty. Oh, South Carolina had a home court advantage. Okay, you're Duke. You're Duke. You're Duke. You've, you've played in worse places yes. than that. Worse places than that. You've had the crowd when you go on the road in the yes. ACC. Everybody hates you. Yes. Yeah. Oh, the Carolina fans jumped on. Okay. Oh, so what? Overcome it. Yeah. When's That's that? nothing new to those guys. Up sixty-five to South Carolina. They're the most hated team in college. They're the Yankees of college basketball. Is that fair? Oh yeah, there's, there's no doubt. They're, they're the most disliked college team in basketball on the planet. Baylor, South Carolina. Is that the least intriguing matchup? I think so. Yeah, I think so. I, I you know, I, 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 I'm so impressed with Scott Drew. Mm-hmm. I, I really am that he's been able Trent to stay above the fray, and everything that has gone down at that university, and the things that he's had to deal with, and and keep everything under control, and he's been able to do that, and still have his team in the Sweet Sixteen, and and, and an opportunity to move to the Elite Eight and possibly even a Final Four. I mean, what does that say about Scott Drew? And I, I know people in these parts, oh, he can't coach. He's just recruits, and he can't. Dude can coach. Mm-hmm. Whether Four sweet 16s. Yeah, come Couple on. Couple of elite eights. Yeah. yeah. At, at Baylor. That adage needs to die. That needs it's to die. It's got to be gone. We'll come back. We'll put a cap on our number one. You can join us, as always, here at 264-1700, live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios. It's Jimmy B and TC. Hey, Des Moines, I'm Dave Ramsey. Join me every Monday through Friday from 9 till noon. Courtesy of Mediacom Careers on 1700 KBGG. Hey, everybody, it's me, it's Jimmy B, and I'm here to tell you about Aspen in the West Glen Town Center in West Des Moines. You want a great workout? Aspen has got everything that you need. It's a newly remodeled facility. All the machines, all of the weights, training sessions, everything that you need to get your health improved. And right now, Aspen is running a family add-on special. One dollar to join any membership for someone in your family as well. Just one dollar. It's a family membership add-on special. It's Aspen, West Glen, Town Center, West Des Moines. Trey Cotton in here, and I want to tell you about our great friends at Draft House 50 on Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. If you're looking for basketball, you're not going to find a better place in the metro than Draft House 50. Big screen TVs across the bar, sound on for the local games, and great brews to go along with it. Don't forget about the food. Classic bar food with an upscale style and a tap system like you You've never seen before. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. This just in, Wendy's is adding the quarter pound double stack as an option in the four for four for a limited time. With so much beef, that's a deal so good it should not exist. In related news, howler monkeys should not be able to be heard from three miles away. Here to comment, a howler monkey. Wow! 
Wow! That sounds like a really good deal! Indeed. That's over a quarter pound of fresh beef with four nuggets, fries, and a Coke, all for just $4. Anything else, Howler Monkey? I'm not allowed in libraries! At participating Wendy's for a limited time, meal includes four-piece nuggets, small fries, and drink. Fresh beef available in the contiguous U.S., Alaska, and Canada. Not valid in Alaska and Hawaii. Sometimes diabetes can feel more like don't abetes. Don't do this, don't forget that. But with a little help from Walgreens, diabetes won't slow you down. Stop by for expert pharmacy care in-store or online via Pharmacy Chat. Pick up the medications you rely on and get savings on testing supplies from all major brands like OneTouch and Walgreens TrueMetrics. Walgreens has just what you need to do more with diabetes. Walgreens, at the corner of happy and healthy. A fast, easy way to get a great price on airfare. Isn't that what we're all looking for in travel? It's time you try One Travel. Convenience is key from our quick download mobile app to great airline, hotel, rental car, and vacation deals at your fingertips instantly. You can even join One Travel Rewards and earn points to use on future One Travel purchases. Then get up to $20 off our booking fees on domestic flights by using promo code RADIO20. Call 888-898-2471 or go to OneTravel.com. Promo code expires March 31st, 2017. Spring cleaning should start in your laundry room because during Spring Black Friday at the Home Depot, you can save up to 35% on appliances like the Samsung high-efficiency top-load washer and electric dryer, now just $5.28 each. Extra-large capacity washing and steam drying save you time, and Spring Black Friday will save you over $540 when you buy the pair. Nobody beats our prices, guaranteed, only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. U.S. only while supplies last. Gas dryer extra. See store for details valid through April 12th. Do bold and embrace this moment at the Pandora Boutique at Jared, the Galleria of Jewelry, with Pandora's Spring Bracelet event. You'll find a whole world of Pandora ready for you to pick out, stack up, and show off. Stop in between March 23rd and March 26th, and you'll receive a free Pandora bracelet with your Pandora purchase of $125 or more. Do shine this spring with Pandora. That's why she went to Jared. While supplies last, some exclusions apply. See store for details. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. Jim Brunson, Trent Condon, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700KBGG, live from the Wolf Construction Studio, sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim and Trent. All right, everybody, welcome back in. Coming up top of the hour, Ken Silverstein will join us. We'll do a lot of Big Ten conversation with him. Uh, Quickly, back to the World Baseball Classic that you and I both fell in love with. And I'm watching on Major League Baseball Network. And apparently, a lot of people thought that the game was on ESPN2 mm-hmm. when Major League Baseball Network had the broadcast rights. Yeah, in fact, I, I told you I was over having dinner with some friends last yeah. night over at their place. Yeah. And uh, my buddy goes, so was it ESPN, ESPN2? I said, no, MLB no. Network. Yeah, MLB. So he got on his Rockstar DirecTV, yep. flipped it over to 213, away we went. But uh, for people who didn't have it, yeah. well, you couldn't see it. Or you could see it. Yes. You just couldn't hear it. In English. It was Deportes, is what it was, which is ESPN's Spanish channel. Mm -hmm. And people just went off 
I mean, sent most vile comments to ESP. I can't even read them because there's so many F-bombs in these things. You, They did not have the broadcast rights. Major League Baseball Network had the broadcast rights. To the English language Correct. version of the broadcast. ESPN had the deportes. Well, they're morons, so it's as simple as that. You know. People aren't very bright. No. No. It's, sheesh, sheesh. I don't get it. All you had to do was just go over to MLB. It well, was right there. Not everybody has MLB Network. That's the problem. Well, I, I and if the only place you you're there. seeing it is, is in MLB, Spanish, yeah, yeah, you can understand it. So yeah. maybe not as big of morons as you think, there, Jim. Okay, yeah. Well, I have MLB. Well, yeah, you're, because I got Rockstar Satellite. That's the way to do it. Yes, everybody should. Give Chris a call today. Yeah. He'll hook you up. Tell him Jimmy B and TC sent <laughs> you. You got it. That'll take care of everything. So uh, some breaking news in the world of college yeah, let's basketball. Drop it on him, buddy. John Thompson the third, 13 years as the head coach of Georgetown, has been fired. Had to. Didn't have a choice. Not very good this year. Three of the last four years they missed the NCAA tournament. Correct. Haven't made it to a sweet 16 in a decade. That's amazing. At Georgetown. Yeah. So a program that for my youth, uh-huh. that was the program. It was stellar. That was the program. Growing up in the 80s into the early 90s yep. as a youngster, it wasn't Duke. No. Duke was not Duke at that time. It wasn't Carolina even. During that stretch of the mid to late 80s that I'm talking about. It was Georgetown. It was Georgetown. Georgetown was the program. Yeah. Patrick Ewing. Patrick Ewing into Zoe. Those are the teams yes. that I remember yep. about getting beat by Princeton in a 116 yep. game. Uh, falling on hard times, but you know, with the change in college basketball mm-hmm. and the way the Big East is constructed, certainly it's not the job that it was during that time period in probably the last 25 years. With the change in the Big East, okay. it is a different job. It's not a blue blood job. It's not Kentucky. It's not Duke. It's not Carolina. Agree. It's not even Indiana. Agree. UCLA. Where does it fit, though? I mean, it's certainly a top 20 job, let's say. Next tier, yeah, next tier down. But how far down that? I think it's further down than I th- pe- a lot of people I would agree. think. I agree with you. I think they have fallen on hard times. They have lost traction in the Washington, D.C. area, mm-hmm. uh, where their fan base has dropped uh, precipitously. And But they'll come back. They'll come back, yes. And they need to hire a coach that makes them... Relevant again. Well, they, I mean, that's they, every coaching they, hire. Yes, they, they became irrelevant in the grand scheme of things. So I'll throw a name at you. Okay. Tom Crean. You know what? I never thought of that until you just said that. That might be an excellent landing spot for Tom Crean. One of the best recruits he ever got was from the D.C. area. You know who was from there? It, was it at uh, when he was at Indiana? Mm-hmm. No, who am I? For, who am I missing on? Victor Oladipo. Oh, Oladipo. He was yeah. a DC kid. Oh, I didn't know so that. So he's recruited there okay. before. Okay. He knows the old Big East when he was at Marquette. Right. Yes. And crazier things have happened. Yeah. Because I don't think they're going to get. You're going to hear the same retread name. Oh, Billy Donovan's going to leave the. No, he's no, not no, leaving he's not the NBA to no. go coaching a rebuilding project at Georgetown. How about Brian Jones of North Dakota? <laughs> <laughs> He's just hoping to get the Drake job. <laughs> they can offer him more money than North Dakota. Yeah, that's if he for wants sure. to leave, come, come, to the, come to the capital. I think he. I think Brian Jones' last contract he got like he was getting less than a hundred thousand yeah. dollars up at North Dakota. Yeah, 
So, yeah, a, a bump in pay certainly he, would be happening to Georgetown. Yes, you got that There's right. no doubt about that. Hey, Jeff Rudder's available. Jeff Rudder is available. Man, look at that. Put them all together and go coach at Georgetown. <laughs> look at that. Don't think that's going to be happening. I don't Jimmy think so either. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see which direction they go. We'll get into that and a lot more in the next hour, everybody. Ken Silverstein on the way right here, the Big Talker, 1700. The big games play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports, 1700 KBGG. You're at Lowe's buying a new washer and dryer. You're at Lowe's buying a new washer and dryer because your kids are growing. And because your kids are growing, their clothes are growing. But your old washer and dryer are not. Luckily, Lowe's has free local delivery on appliances $396 or more, plus a 30-day satisfaction guarantee on all new major appliances. All projects have a starting point. Start with Lowe's. Guarantee based on refund and price match policies. More fees may apply. U.S. only. See store for details. This just in, Wendy's is adding the quarter pound double stack as an option in the four for four for a limited time. With so much beef, that's a deal so good it should not exist. In related news, howler monkeys should not be able to be heard from three miles away. Here to comment, a howler monkey. Wow, that sounds like a really good deal. Indeed, that's over a quarter pound of fresh beef with four nuggets, fries, and a Coke, all for just $4. Anything else, howler monkey? I'm not allowed in libraries. At participating Wendy's for a limited time, meal includes four-piece nuggets, small fries, and drink. Fresh beef available in the contiguous U.S., Alaska, and Canada. Not valid in Alaska and Hawaii. A fast, easy way to get a great price on airfare. Isn't that what we're all looking for in travel? It's time you try One Travel. Convenience is key from our quick download mobile app to great airline, hotel, rental car, and vacation deals at your fingertips instantly. You can even join One Travel Rewards and earn points to use on future One Travel purchases. Then get up to $20 off our booking fees on domestic flights by using promo code RADIO20. Call 888-898-2471 or go to OneTravel.com. Promo code expires March 31st, 2017. I'm Nick Soboleski, a select quote agent with a true story that could save you hundreds of dollars a year. A woman named Linda just called. Her husband, Ray, has a $300,000 group life insurance policy, but is changing jobs and can't take it with him. Well, I impartially shopped the highly rated term life insurance companies we represent and found Ray, who is 41 and takes medication to control his cholesterol, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $26 a month. That's almost twice the coverage for less than half of what he had paid. If SelectQuote hasn't shopped for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 1-800-445-6363. That's 1-800-445-6363. 1-800-445-6363. Or go to SelectQuote.com. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price can vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. Do you- 